For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And the only place you should be betting on these sports is at betonline.ag. I mean, BetOnline has been rocking with us for the longest. So whatever sport you want to do, the good thing about BetOnline is 365. Whatever subject or topic you want to bet on, I'm sure you can go to BetOnline. Just because football is over with don't mean you still can't bet. So why don't y'all go to BetOnline, BetOnline.ag. And Ike, we are less than two weeks away from Selection Sunday. So BetOnline is going to have you covered all throughout March Madness. Head over to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ike Taylor. IT, I've got mixed feelings today because J.J. Watt's going to be an Arizona Cardinal. I knew in my heart of hearts that the Steelers didn't have the cap space to be able to sign him and have a Watt Brothers trifecta reunion in Pittsburgh. At the same time, the Steelers avoid Watt with signing with the Cleveland Browns. I thought that would have been a great signing there because you pair him opposite Miles Garrett. The Browns had the cap space to be able to do it. I have mixed feelings with Watt going to the Arizona Cardinals, but I wanted to get your reaction to the news of what might be the biggest free agent signing this offseason. Watt pretty much said this mo- Well, yesterday. They talked about it this morning. He said, man, it's not bad, you know, going until my later years of my career. Not only going to see D-Hop and a young coach, an exciting coach, and a, a coach who I think has a bright future, but waking up in the morning to 65, 70-degree weather in Arizona, seeing the sunlight. So for J.J., I'm looking at it. You know, he has the option. I thought maybe he was going to Cleveland because they had a lot of cap space. And to piggyback off of what you said, the Miles Garrett situation, him playing opposite of Miles Garrett, a playoff contention team. Baker Mayfield had a heck of a year last year, two running backs, tight ends, receivers, Got to work on the secondary, but other than that, I felt J.J. could have helped him. I mean, but J.J. has earned, um, I think, three-time defensive player of the year. Uh, J.J. has earned that right to say where he wanted to go, and I think he went for less money. So that just shows you what he had mentally. To look at what they got over there with Chandler Jones and company, we're going to see if Pat Pete, the corner, still going to stay over there. Got a young, bright team, Kyler Murray. You know, Kyler Murray, he does a good job of extending plays. So I guess he was looking at, you know, Kyle Lamar, not a Deshaun Watson, but in that same kind of realm of the same kind of body type and the same kind of style of play. So J.J. deserved it. I thought personally, though, he was going to the Cleveland Browns, but obviously he took Arizona. Of course, I'm sure DeAndre Hopkins had a lot to do with that. And I know Arizona wasn't a team really anyone expected him to sign with because you looked at what the odds makers were saying, what other people, other media members were saying. It was kind of out of left field, but... It makes sense in that 
you mentioned the pairing with Chandler Jones. I think that it's going to be a great pairing. I don't envy any NFC West quarterback because you're going to need some body bags to, to stay upright in that division. We know what the Rams defense can do. The 49ers are going to get healthy again. I know I've said that the AFC North is the best division in football, but I think this kind of swing, I know Watts only one player, but those are really two of the most competitive divisions in the NFL. And I'm really excited to see how he pairs on that Cardinals defense, just because if you're an opposing quarterback against one of those NFC West defenses, good luck in the 2021 season. It's a copycat league. What I mean by copycat league is everybody seen what Tampa Bay did. Tampa Bay got to quarterbacks by only rushing four. Had a linebacker crew, probably the best linebacker crew in the league uh, last year thus far. So why not get a J.J. Watt opposite of Chandler Jones and a, a nice up-and-coming Buda Bacon company in the secondary. Um, linebacker crew pretty decent. So why not? And I do think one guy can change. We just saw what Tom Brady did. And sometimes it just take that one piece to get everybody straight. And that has nothing to do with yelling loud, yelling loud, talking to players, cursing them out. It has everything to do with going in the locker room, showing the young guys how to be a professional and just every day being consistent. And for the most part, that's all J.J. White has been. He's been a true professional. So to go into a locker room, and I'm sure a lot of these young guys have watched J.J. in college and looked up to him, especially on the defensive side, but not only that, to see how successful he was, but not only that, they get to see live in person how the young man carried himself. You know what I'm saying? What he did for the community when they had the hurricane in Houston. Um, so it, it'll be more how J.J. carried himself, not only on the field, but off the field as well in that community. And that parallel you make with the Buccaneers, the culture that Tom Brady brought into that organization Really, whether J.J. Watt is successful to me comes down to if he can stay on the field, the best ability being availability. And he played in all 16 games in the 2020 season. In the last five, he has struggled with injuries. But I still think he has some gas left in the tank. And if he can stay on the field, we know what kind of player he can be off the edge. And how my mind is kind of working is, is that he won't become a free agent until the 2023 season. He'll be 34 at that point. So maybe in the twilight of his career, we can get that Watt brothers reunion, the trifecta. I know a lot of Steelers fans wanted that, but the fact of the matter is, is where the Steelers stand right now with the salary cap, $11 million over the cap. So I don't know how they would have actually gone about signing JJ Watt just because they're still sorting through all of those hurdles that they face financially. Man, Pittsburgh had a lot of people they needed to sign, and Pittsburgh's still waiting on seven big Ben to see what they're going to do with him as far as, like, cap space. So I didn't see that. I mean, I, I thought it sounded good. I just didn't see all the White brothers playing together. From a financial standpoint, I just couldn't get it. Um, I thought, for sure, Cleveland had a chance. People was talking about the Packers and him being from Wisconsin and him going to see guys play from the Packers, getting jerseys and, and hat signed when they were young. I couldn't see that either, but it didn't throw me off to left field, him sign with Arizona, but it did make sense. Uh, JJ, is, he's at a time in his life where he understands he can be the man, but he need Batman help. So now he's the robber now. And having Chandler Jones on the other side, I think JJ Watt doesn't mind being the robber. He doesn't mind not getting double team all the time because you got to pick your poison on who you're going to get coming off that edge in Arizona now. 100%. I just, I'll be honest with you, like when I first saw the news, I didn't believe it to be true because I know the negotiating window starts on March the 15th. 
The official start of free agency when players can officially sign on the dotted line will be March the 17th. So when I first saw the news break, I was like, this can't be right. Like, you know, who got the strong? And I saw Schefter picked it up in Rappaport from the NFL Network picked it up. And then obviously he tweeted out the picture of him doing squats, wearing the Arizona Cardinals t-shirt. But I'm looking at the odds from the show notes several weeks back of which teams were favored to sign JJ Watt in the Cardinals aren't even listed in within the odds makers. So this was really out of left field for me. I really couldn't believe the news when I first saw it. I really couldn't. It always come out of left field. When I got drafted by Pittsburgh, I know uh, Detroit and the Washington Redskins just called me and said it was about to pick me up in the 2003 draft. So I'm like, dang, man, I'm about to go to one of these two teams. And Pittsburgh out of nowhere just drafted me. So I get how White made that decision. White kind of threw everybody off with Arizona. But if you just look at the history he has with DeAndre, and I'm sure he's just looking at everything, the weather, the coaching staff, him getting out of uh, practice early, you know, him home by 12 o'clock. That's just how it is over there on the West Coast. So I feel good about his pick. You know, it's going to be interesting to see. Free agency is about to start, so we, it's about to be a whole – Christmas gift for guys like us, Mark, to talk about once this phase to start. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast is also brought to you by our newest sponsor, eBay. And I, I like eBay. It's the original sneaker marketplace. A lot of times you go to the store, they don't have the right style, the right size that you're looking for. eBay's got you covered if you're looking for a new pair of sneakers. And really anything you're trying to buy, eBay really is the place to be. It's a great online marketplace to be able to do that. But really excited to have them on as a new sponsor of the Believe in Steelers podcast. During this pandemic, you might as well go online on eBay if you're trying to find you some sneakers. Shout out to eBay. So go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. We're going to break down your top quarterbacks of the NFL draft. Now, we need to preface this discussion saying that, again, free agency officially starts on the 17th. The negotiating window starts on March the 15th. So there's going to be some points that we make where we say, oh, you know, this quarterback might fit with this team. We first have to see how free agency shakes out again, starting in mid-March because the NFL draft, the first round starts on April the 29th. So the draft comes after free agency. We've got to set that up with that caveat, but top quarterbacks in the 2021 NFL draft, Ike starts with the Alabama killer Clemson quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. He's going to go number one overall to the Jags, but what do you see that he brings to the table as a quarterback for this Jaguars team under Urban Meyer for the 2021 season? I mean, you hit on the head, Trevor Lawrence, the Alabama killer, uh, he always shows up in big games. You know, other than a game against LSU, uh, he has been the Alabama killer. And what you mean by being out Alabama killer, usually a lot of guys get drafted from the college of Alabama in one draft. And you're, you look at Alabama as being an already pro kind of team, whether you want to talk about linebackers, corners, safeties, running backs, offense, climbing. What Alabama do position you're looking for as an NFL GM, man, you can down the SEC, but you're definitely looking at Alabama. Trevor Lawrence has everything we're talking about. He has the height, he has the speed, he has the athleticism, he has the arm, he has the touch. And what I look at in a quarterback is, can he make the opposite throws, meaning the ball is on the right hash, can he throw a deep 20-yard comeback on the left hash? So, and that's when balls usually get picked. 
if you're a weak side corner and you're playing against a quarterback who doesn't have a strong arm, you're not worrying about the deep ball. You're not worrying about him threading the needle. And that's what Trevor Lawrence does. He threads the needle on a lot of his receivers, but not only he can run, he can sit in the pocket. So when you got a guy who's athletic, like a Trevor Lawrence, who can not only run, but also doesn't mind sitting in the pocket and taking that punch, uh, we call that bullet coming down the pipeline, that says a lot. Now, what, what does that say? That says, man, he doesn't mind getting injured and he's doing it for the team because he's doing it for the sake of the team. And that builds morale throughout the team. And you do a little bit more on defense when you got a quarterback who's taking a hit, who's taking a hit and threading the needle. You do a little bit more when you're a running back and the coach asks you to chip because you know your guy's going to make that pass. You do a little bit more of an offensive alignment of defending your quarterback because you understand he is sitting in the pocket and he's not throwing anybody under the bus. So when you have a guy like a Trevor Lawrence, it says a lot. And that's why Trevor Lawrence, and he's been doing this since he was young, since a freshman. So him coming out of high school, he's been talked about, he's been hyped up, and he's been all the talking hype since he landed in Clemson. Ike, I think that we should take a percentage of the nickname, the Alabama Killer. You came up <laughs> with it when we were talking before the show. As the Believe in Steelers podcast host, we will accept that percentage of anyone wanting to refer to Trevor Lawrence as the Alabama 100%. I love that nickname for him. And we'll see what he does. I think he's going to draw a lot of fans down to Jacksonville because Urban Meyer used to coach in Gainesville at the University of Florida. And then Clemson, South Carolina is not that far up the road from Jacksonville, Florida. So we'll see how they pair there. The likely number one overall pick. I would be shocked. Now, really where things get interesting is the second overall pick and what the New York Jets do. Again, we'll see what happens with Sam Darnold and free agency, but who would be your second quarterback that you like is the second best quarterback in the 2021 NFL draft? I know people are going to think I'm crazy. They're going to go with Justin Fields, but I'm looking at Trey Lance. And the reason why I'm looking at Trey Lance, I already think Trey Lance is already from North, North Dakota. I already think Trey Lance is already NFL pro style ready. If you looked at enough of his tape, he's sitting under center. Now, a lot of these guys and quarterbacks we're talking about during this generation, they do a lot of a lot of their work in, in smoking a lot of defense out of the shotgun. Now, the NFL ha has transformed into a totally passing league. But when it comes down to playoff football, you got to be a Tom Brady. You got to be willing to sit under center. You have to be... Aaron Rodgers. You got to hand the ball off to Aaron Jones. You have to be a Drew Brees. You have to hand the ball off to Alvin Kamara. And this is what Trey Lance brings. If you just look at what they did in North Dakota, they had a play-action pass kind of offense. He just so happened to be real good in the shot, shotgun. He just so happened to be just as athletic as Justin Fields. He just so happened to put a lot of touches on his deep pass. He just so happened to understand which guys don't get until later part of the years, but Tom Brady got this at an early age. I can always check running back and he can make yards for me because I like him over a safety or, or a linebacker in open space. So that's why I like Trey Lance over Justin Fields right now at number two. The COVID-19 pandemic forced North Dakota State to play only one game. So I know a lot of analysts out there are going to take that one game sample size and try to make more than it, really what it should be. I Taking one game sample size with the player, I don't think is really fair. We saw what he did the season before for North Dakota State, but certainly I would expect Trey Lance to go in the top half of the draft. 
Now, if he's the second quarterback off the board, we'll see. But certainly you can understand why a lot of teams are excited about him and his prospects headed into the upcoming season. So you've got Trevor Lawrence at number one, Trey Lance at number two. Who's your third quarterback, Ike? It's Justin Fields. Justin Fields is my third quarterback. Uh, you want to talk about a quarterback in comparison in size wise, 6'3, 233 pounds, 35 pounds. You're looking at another Deshaun Watson. You know, he's that mobile. It's the touch passes I think you have to work on. I don't think the big games get to him because he's played well in enough big games. But for me in the league, you got to have touch passes on them crossing routes. He's thread the needle. He hasn't thread the needle enough for me. You want to talk about a strong arm and can deliver the ball downfield? Yes. But for me, it's passing the ball inside the numbers. And passing the ball inside the numbers shows you on if you're reading what the defense is doing correctly as far as like route reading with, with your wide receivers and getting on the same page with his wide receivers. That's something I think he has to work on. For me, he's a bigger version of Lamar Jackson, just not as athletic uh, like a Lamar Jackson. But he has to understand he has to be better coming to the league, throwing in the inside of the numbers. I think Fields is one of those prospects where a lot of it is going to be the fit with the organization that drafts mm -hmm. him. The one game that stands out to me, I remember watching during the college football season was when Ohio state was playing Indiana and Indiana was in the top 20 all season long and Indiana's quarterback who stayed for another year, wound up getting hurt later in the year, Michael Penix. I thought Penix was the better quarterback than Justin Fields that day. Now that's well, not to say that that's going to be the case moving forward in their careers. But I think fit a lot with a lot of these quarterbacks, I think which organization drafts them is as important as how high they're drafted to figure out. Well, Mark, take away, take away the organization, take away the organization. You, you, which offensive coordinator can help build understand what he brings to the table for us, like talent wise. So he has to go to a pretty good between the two guys I named between Trey and Trevor. I think they can make pretty much whoever you got as an offensive coordinator look good. I think they mm -hmm. can adjust. It's a few guys, and we're going to talk about too. So we talked about Trevor Lawrence. We talked about Trey Lance. Now we're talking about Justin Fields. They're going to have to go to somebody who understands their talent, adjust their playbook to, the, to that quarterback talent, and take it from there. Appreciate you, Ike. Making me look good there. Who do you got at number? I almost got you to spit out your coffee. I love it. I love it, Ike. <laughs> who, uh, who do you got at number four? I think probably Zach Wilson out of BYU, but okay. okay. You, know, you, hit it, you hit it on the head. I'm in, your, I'm in your brain, Ike. Yeah, you went up. You went up. I'm looking at notes now. On me, I'm taking Zach Wilson, BYU. An upgraded version or, or more athletic version of Baker Mayfield. You know what I'm saying? What Zach Wilson brings to the table, he's a football player. He doesn't do everything with greatness. He gets the job done. And what you like about Zach is he always showing up in big times. When the game is on the line, you got to understand Zach is going to deliver. And I'm looking at Zach as just a pure football player. With Zach going into this draft and into the league, you can put him on the pro style of the shotgun. You know, I look, I look at him as being as whatever you want to do. You talk about a guy who pretty much carried that team between him and his receiver at BYU. 
it was just those two guys. You know what I'm saying? You're talking about the morale, the attitude, the adjustments, him putting his body on the line sometimes, sometimes have to run a, a safety or linebacker over just to get that third one, that's Zach. You want to talk about a guy who feels like he's very passionate and you see it through the tape, that's Zach. You want to talk about a guy who can make all the throws, but not as tall and muscular as other quarterbacks that we just named, that's Zach. So by the end of the day, and you just look at the BYU history of quarterbacks who have came down the pipeline, the Steve Youngs and, and uh, what's, hey, what's my guy from Chicago? Quarterback. Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon's. All them guys were just football players. Like they hard nosed, I'm going to do whatever it takes for my team kind of football players. And that's Zach, what I'm looking at right now. So I think Zach brings a lot to the table, but the passion, the will, the I'm going to do whatever it takes for my teammates, that says a lot coming from that quarterback position. That's why I like Zach coming at number four. College football exists for the sake of argument, Ike. And with BYU this past year, I would have liked to see them play just better teams, and the pandemic prevented that from happening. Now, they took care of business and beat UCF in their bowl game and won pretty convincingly in the Boca Raton Bowl. But that's something I'm curious to see is how will Zach Wilson stack up against NFL defenses and if he would have played a little bit better competition. And I know that there was some chatter of should BYU or a Coastal Carolina or a Cincinnati be in the college football playoff, something that exists year in and year out. It's always, can we get one of the underdogs into the final four? And that's really tough to do considering that you have power five conferences, you're going to leave out at least one of the schools in the power five. So how that relates to Zach Wilson is, is how does he stack up against stiffer competition that he'll certainly face in the NFL? So Ike, I'm really curious though, at the number five spot of your top five quarterbacks, who you got, because who you pick means you're going to leave out one of the selections I've heard other people say that there could be as many as six quarterbacks drafted in the first round. I think that would be quite a bit, but who you got at number five? Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask. Good choice. Good choice. Kyle, I got, I got Kyle really between, between Zach and Kyle, you can flip a coin. So it really doesn't matter where you want to go between four or five, but Kyle Trask, he right down the street from me in Orlando. If you just see what the numbers he put up, they had Felipe Franks and Felipe Franks was highly recruited coming out of high school. And they said, you know what, man, we got a guy right behind Felipe. Felipe, you got to go to a whole nother school because this guy has to play for us. Now, since Kyle has played, he set number records during his short time at Florida. Since Kyle has played, uh, he is a true pocket passer. And that's what the NFL scouts like about him. They like his build, they like his arm, they like his leadership. They like, his, pretty much they like his production in a short amount of time at the University of Florida. And the reason why they like it, they see all the talent around him. Kyle can have pitch, this tight end pitch probably go second or third pick. You know, Trevor Lawrence might go one. I guarantee you, pitch ain't going no, no less than three in this NFL draft. So when you have a guy like that, when you have a safety net, when you have receivers across the board, who's gonna get drafted from the University of Florida, GMs and scouts and OCs look at, well, dang, Felipe, I think Felipe going there and playing before Kyle, it really opened up people's eyes on how Kyle improved this Florida Gators offense. So, I mean, they putting up 
close to 500 against Georgia. We all we already know what Georgia defense does. It does nothing but kill quarterbacks. That's what they do. So just <laughs> just con- just his consistency over the past couple of years since he started putting up huge numbers in a short amount of time, threading the need of touch passing, back shoulder phase. If you look if you look at if you look at uh Pitts and the relationship they had the tight end from Florida. He threw a lot of back shoulder phase. Now, back shoulder phase coming from a DB like myself, they're hard to cover. So mm-hmm. that, that ain't nothing but a relationship between a receiver and a quarterback. And he threw mm-hmm. a lot of them, you know what I'm saying? And that's, and that's a lot of confidence. He throws a lot of guys open is what, what I should have said from the get-go. And it's hard to throw receivers open. And in the NFL, that's what he's going to be doing. So it won't be hard for him to adjust and throw guys wide open let alone he's a pocket quarterback. But between him and Zach Wilson, like I said, you can flip a coin on four and five in this draft. The SEC is the conference I watch the most, Ike, because my alma mater, the University of Missouri, is in the conference. And Kyle Trask at Florida, that offense was downright scary. You mentioned Kyle Pitts, who I think is like the most sure thing in the 2021 NFL draft with his size and speed. At the tight end position, if you want to flank him out wide as a wide receiver, I think he's the full package. Then don't forget about Kadarius Toney, the speedster wide receiver, who's also going to be – he's going to get drafted at some point in the 2021 draft as well. So what Trask was able to do, a lot of people early on likened Trask to almost like a poor man's Joe Burrow this past season. Florida didn't have quite the same success that LSU had the season before, which was one of the best teams we've seen in the history of college football. But Kyle Trask proved that he belongs. And I'd say really the only red flag I had on him was the 2019 season marked his first start in seven years because in high school, Trask was behind Derek King, who has been a college quarterback. So Derek King was a, a quarterback he was behind at the high school level too. But once he finally got his opportunity, I think he made the most of it at UF. And I would put him there too. And I'm happy you put him there over Mac Jones. It's not to take away from Mac Jones, but look like with all respect to Joe Namath, right? Like how many times do we have to see an Alabama quarterback go on to have kind of, you know, a serviceable NFL career, but not going to be that top elite prospect because of all of the other elite talent that Alabama produces. It makes a quarterback's job a heck of a lot easier. So I am with you there in that I would put Trask ahead of Mac Jones and my rankings as well for all of those reasons. Man, I'm glad you agree because, you know, most of the time we usually disagree, but that's that's how I look at the Alabama quarterbacks, man. When you throw in the four first-round wide receivers, it says a lot. When you're sitting behind three first-round offensive linemen, it says a lot. When you're sitting behind, behind two, maybe first or second-round running back, it says a lot. Like, you really don't have too much to do. You just throwing it. Really, it's just like any, many, many, mo. Man, whoever I feel like throwing to today, that's what I want to do. So, you know, and I'm, I'm not taking nothing away from uh, from Matt because when he came in, he didn't handle his business. I just know the resume and the history of Alabama quarterbacks. When you got number four and five star guys surrounded by you, you're not going to have that in the NFL. So that's how I look at it. And when they get to the NFL, the success that they had have had in the NFL really hasn't been too spectacular. To piggyback off that too, Ike, Alabama might have better receivers than whichever team Mac Jones gets drafted by. Like you might think that that's crazy, but Devonta Smith, the Heisman winner just had maybe the best single season of receivers had in the history of the sport. Waddle's going to get drafted. He got injured. 
you want to go previous seasons as well to piggyback off that, the Jerry Alabama Judy. receiving court, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it, he didn't have, yeah, Jerry Judy and Ruggs, Ruggs sitting in at the <laughs> Raiders. So, and we talking about, we talking potentially three going to go for sure. Ruggs went first round, Jerry Judy went first round, Devontae going to go first round, Waddle got hurt, only played a couple of games during the season. He still probably go first round. So you talking about four first round receivers coming from one setting at Alabama, and we ain't even talk about running backs. Najee, he probably go first round. They got three offensive linemen. They probably go first round. So that's what I'm saying. Like you looking at all the talent he was surrounded by, you get to the league to your point, Mark. It's gonna be hard to have a lot of first round guys. You feel better about bringing your guys from Alabama into the league, and let's see if we can win some games in the league. To recap, Ike Taylor's top five quarterbacks of the 2021 NFL Draft, the Alabama killer, Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance out of North Dakota State at number two, number three, Ohio State's Justin Fields, four, you've got Zach Wilson from BYU, and number five, the Florida Gators, Kyle Trask, rounding out your top five quarterbacks. Ike, we're going to have to do this again with other position groups ahead of the NFL Draft, still have several weeks before the first round gets underway on April 29th. Which position group do you want to go do next? You want to do running backs next? I'm, I'm curious let's, about let's that. Go. Yeah, you, you read my head. Let's go running backs next. Top five running backs. So we will have that in future weeks here on the Believe in Steelers podcast. Also free agency getting underway very, very soon. Ike, I want to get your final thoughts. It is Wednesday, but any anything on your mind right now that you want to let our listeners know about before we sign off here? Man, just keep tuning in. want to appreciate y'all for just viewing us, tuning in to us. Want to thank, you know, Bet Online for being there from day one. Want to thank eBay for coming on board with us and, and being with the family. So, got to thank my dog Mark Believe Podcast, uh, just a Believe Podcast family, just in general. But yeah, tune in next week. We're gonna talk about top five running backs. So we did top five this week quarterbacks for the 2021 draft. Next week we're gonna do the top five running backs for the 2021 draft. Ike, you're my guy. That's a proper send-off, and I'll go ahead and sign off here. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for listening to the Believe in Steelers podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Leave us a five-star review, too, on Apple Podcasts. I, I like reading those here on the show, so if you do that, we'll read it on the show. But take care. So long, everyone. We'll see you next week. Peace. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals.